Hello and welcome to Side Dish, your podcast about Longmont, all the stuff you want to know and very, very little that you need to know. I am Eric Zempa. And I'm Brady Steffel. Hey Brady, so you have had a fun-filled weekend. Yeah, it was good. Went up to Granby, um, got out the, I guess there's a fire up there now, which is a real drag. It's a beautiful yeah. area. Um, but yeah, we went up to Granby, up to the big lake, and we did a hike. I'll tell you the highlights. <laughs> we went to Hot Sulphur Springs, which it's all right for some people, I guess. Um, not really my bag, but, um, did that mostly we just sat around together and played, uh, board games and like, uh, you know, hung out and enjoyed each other's company sat on the deck a little bit. Um, yeah, just rented a cabin, um, you know, split it, split the cost of a cabin and, and just got away a little bit. So First what board old. games do you play? Are you, are you talking play, like old school? Are we talking no, like you no, know, Monopoly no, no. or are we talking about something else? No, 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 no. Uh, we've been playing a game called Gloomhaven. So, so Gloomhaven is the name of a city. Yeah, whatever. Sure. Um, and it's, um, it's, it's been pretty fun. So like you get, it's, and it's a linear game. You play it through one time and that's it. Um, and this uh, throws people for a loop because it's like, Oh well, you know, you don't just pop it open and you and you do a little bit. It's like no, you you play it and it might take a year or it might take you two years to finish. Like it's a really big Holy thing. There's cow. a whole yeah, there's wow. a whole bunch of content for it. And so you you pop it open, you pick a character, you like buy stuff, you get gold and whatever. You, you do different things. And what <clears throat> what's actually really strange about it, it separates it from other games, is that you'll go to the city after you do like your adventure or whatever. You go to the city and then you'll have what's called a a city event it's you know like some old lady be like oh i got too many rats you know there's just rats coming out of the sewer and they're all up in my basement eating my carrots or radishes or something and um so then you go like well you want to go bonk some rats you want to not and then you finish this a little event it's just a little thing real it takes five minutes and then you've, you've basically you've drawn this card out of a deck with the information out of it and when you're done the game says rip the thing up and throw it away you are done with it forever wow that's it so it's it's very much a it was like a hundred or hundred fifty bucks for the game and there's I mean you there's a there's a hundred or hundred fifty bucks worth of stuff in there and you play it through once you get some people and you know you play it for a weekend and you've done some content and then you put it away and you play it again when you when you can and so we went and I was like a weird little little like a orky gobbler like crazy little dude and um, when. We were playing. I found out that I could get a different class if I chased down this whole path of sequence of events. And then, like at the end of it, um, I I charged up to staff and I beat these guys. Right? You know, we we did this together. And then um, this giant insect creature burst out of my chest. And this character that I played ew, for like ew. four days in a row or whatever died. Yeah, that was it. It's like he's dead now. You can't get him back. That's the end of him. You get a new character that's now been released by this big series of events that's happened. So um it was cool. Like it was a pretty, pretty neat event or a pretty, you know, like like sequence. Um all the way around, just it was a lot of fun. And so it, like a lot of things, games like that are the people that you play it with. Um so my brother gets into a lot of that kind of stuff. This other guy, uh Andy, who's who listens to the show sometimes. Um he gets into that, and I, I had a lot of fun playing with him. So, so when you say linear, you mean like, is the game destroyed at the end? Is it like a Who concert back in the sixties? Yeah. You're destroying your guitars and drums and everything. I mean, you you can keep as much as you want. There's some cool art in the box and stuff. You keep it, yeah. but once you play it through, like 
you've you've destroyed parts of the like game. it's like, useless basically yeah because there yeah. are there's there i mean beyond the cards there's more than one single use thing and so yeah. like you get a little sticker to put on your map that says i've been here or this is now available and then when you're done you like exit out and so like you you are you are using the thing as you play the game and when it's done that's it and so it's kind of a cool concept for a a game, but that's that's what it was. We played mostly that. We did a, a bit of other stuff. Like I said, we did manage to go outside, see the nature up there. Uh, there's I mean, went on a hike, did the hot springs. Um, went went to town. I forgot to bring underpants, so I, I got gouged the tourist rate for a pair of pair of underwear in Granby. Um, but you know, you, how do you forget that? How do you forget underwear? I don't I'll tell you, it's, it's the first time I've ever done it. I I, <laughs> I like doubled up on socks. I have so many socks. <laughs> <laughs> and I had, yeah, I, I had no skips, no, no underoos. Yeah, I don't uh, get it. I don't get it. Yeah, so I, oh, I no. got out of the shower. Ah, like, uh, you probably went to like a Ben Franklin or something. I, there, yeah, yeah, Ben no, Franklin. Yeah. I don't think there's any of those left. Um, no, but no, I dug through the suitcase like three times. Like, where are they? Because you obviously like you start with socks, underwear, yeah, and then you layer, no. and it's like, no, I got really fixated on making sure that I would have the the swimming trunks for the for that whole thing. <laughs> so, now, are you a, a hot springs kind of guy? I think I, I think I could jam? like the hot springs. Uh, my brother said he's gone to Glenwood for the Glenwood Springs experience yeah. with the yeah. big pool. He said that water was beautiful. It was a really nice experience. Um, he and his wife have gone up there three times or more. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. he said that he really, really liked that. And so everyone's like, yeah, let's go to these this uh, hot sulfur springs over here. And it was, you know, like it smelled like hot sulfur. Um, yeah. And yeah, it not was necessarily a pleasant experience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, not not. You get used to that. And so then there's ones with higher magnesium and whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, but then it was, it was a little strange because it felt like it had been established in the seventies or like that was the last time it was updated. And uh, they used to have a kitchen and that wasn't operating due to fires and COVID and, you know, economic downturns. And, and then, you know, there's, there's, so it was, it was, um, you know, the lockers were closed. Like the lockers are being renovated. We don't have any lockers. It's like, Oh, I guess I'll walk back to the car. <laughs> with all my stuff <laughs> and then walk back in and then walk back out and walk back in. Yeah. So there's a lot of that fearing, but um, ultimately good experience. Um, what exp- yeah, I'd say, Hey, go to Granby at school. It's a couple hours away. Um, it was nice. So but did you go I 70 and up or did you go over to uh, Ridge? We went through Rocky mountain on the way up. Okay. And then we took, we came back through Denver on 70. Yeah. 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 Okay. And I didn't, I just plugged it. It's like beep, doop, beep, beep. And then I let the uh, the old GPS do the thing. Wow! And I got I wasn't paying any attention at all. I'm like I'm on vacation. I am tuned out now. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. I just drove. I just started driving, and I knew like generally where Highway 66 goes. Wasn't thinking about where I was going. I'm on vacation. I'm hanging out with my brother. We're just driving, and I get to the <laughs> get to the thing. It's like the entry of Rocky Mountain yeah. National yeah, Park. Yeah. And I'm going. Oh, right. This we're at Rocky Mountain National Park yeah, now. Yeah. And you have to have a reservation to get in now. And so I was like, hey, I'm an idiot. Um, I don't have a reservation. And so she was really good about it, the person at the, the desk. And she said, you know, like, it, it happens. We get it. Um, we don't want you to turn around, drive an hour and a half back to go the other way. Also, after 3 o'clock, you don't need a reservation. And it was 2.30, 2.45. Oh, so nice. It's okay. Cool. So she cool. said, just go ahead. I didn't know that. Um, I didn't know after 3 o'clock. Yeah, I think it's it. 9 to 3 or something like yeah. that. And then she said, it's almost 3. And then I looked. Again, at the thing, and I think that's what it said is nine to three is when you need the reservations. And so it's like, oh, thank God. Because otherwise I'd have to turn around for an hour and a half. No, just, that would have stunk. Could oh, you imagine if I got there at two? Yes. And like, Go park your car for exactly. an hour. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Jeez, oh, man. Um, but yeah, the driving back was just exactly what you'd expect coming through ski country with a bunch of, I got tailgated by a, a Land Rover forever. 
Um, that was great. And then, you know, like then I eventually traded that out for an Audi and then I got tailgated by a, a BMW and a Merc. And it's just like, just go around. What do you want? Like, well, there's also this thing where you can just pull over too. Well, not on the interstate. I'm hand gesturing to everybody on the, yeah, he's, on the he's, podcast. Or he's also leaning. He's really, I am. I'm leaning into it. Yeah. Um, But it's like, there's more than one lane. There's traffic up there. Like we're not going anywhere. Just use the other lane. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. You go through those areas though. And it's, um, uh, it's pretty crazy. I did see to to cycle back into news about Longmont and the greater Colorado diaspora. I did see a thing recently talking about how high the, like the absence rates or the, the non- like the vacancy rates are in some of those communities. And they said oh, some yeah. of them are as high as 70%, 71%. Yeah. I think yeah. for some of that. People just buying their condos and leaving them un, unrented. Um, and it, it's it's really, really hard for people that want to live. Yeah. As we say about Longmont, live, work, and play nearby. Beautiful communities. but Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's yeah. gorgeous. It's one of those things, too. Like you have one entryway. Really, yep. two. You can come in from the north, too, as well. Yeah, you can come or leave now. in one direction and come yep. or leave out of the other direction. Yep. And that's yeah. it. But, um, but yeah, and they said, I mean, there's places I think in Europe that have said, if you're not going to live there, you have to pay taxes equivalent to what it would cost to rent yep. the place. Yeah. And that seems uh, pretty brutal. But ultimately, when you have like, I mean, I don't know if you want to call it a crisis or not, but but it is so hard to find a place to live in many of these communities where you yeah. say, oh, well, I'm, I'm wheeling into my like upscale Merc and um I'm just going to go to my place where I, you know, like, and then I want somebody to bring me eggs, you know, room service or whatever. And it's like, well, you got to, you got to pay the guy that's going to do that. And he's got to be able to live there. And if, if everything's snatched up by people who are super wealthy, then um, it, yeah, it is a second or third homes or whatever like right. that. It makes it difficult. Right. Yeah. Right. Right, yeah. right. Right. Yeah. It's a beautiful area though. I remember canoeing there. I was just in Lake Granby and it was like, a lot of fun. So it's a beautiful place. Um, but I didn't feel like I was equipped with what I would need to go out on the water yeah there because it, at yeah. altitude it's 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 hot pretty, in the sun the sun is very bright and powerful but it's like in the mid to upper 70s and breezy yeah. all the time and like the water's not the water is freezing cold yeah yes. and i'm like take it for me who fell in the lake so yeah yeah and yeah. i'm like i didn't bring a dry suit or, or yeah. a wetsuit no. um no. i'm not yeah. you know i'm not gonna go sailing in like yeah. my freezer butt off yeah swim chunks and like the jacket i brought it's like you go in yeah. and you drown Nah, so I would love yeah. to do that next time because it was so, so beautiful. Absolutely, very cool. Yeah. So, hey, um, moving over to things closer to home. Yep. Um, let's see a couple of things that I was kind of noticing. Um, first of all, uh, you know, seeing signs for Tacos GTO on Main yep. Street. You know, and that for those who have been listening or those who are brand new, but that's on Main Street. What is that? The um, Oh, yeah, three, four block, block, something the... like that. Yeah. Yeah, on the, the east side. Exactly. So it's where, the, so yeah. it's where Flavor of Indy used Flavors to be, of Indy, for those yeah. who, who remember. But yeah, so I mean, we're, we're looking for another new restaurant downtown. So that'd be really pretty cool. And it looks yep. like all the signage is up. I have not seen a kind of an open sign come up yet. Yeah. But it looks like everything, all for all intents and purposes, it looks like it's coming online here pretty quickly. So yeah. And um, once you get to that point, if the kitchen's already operational, I mean, you just buy food, start cooking, right? Yeah. I mean, it's yep. uh, get, get them in the door and their food's good. I mean, it's great reviews. So um, yeah, it'd be awesome to see what, see it downtown. Um, I've got one here talking yeah, about go the for city it. council advancing uh, healthy beverages for children's meals. We talked yeah, about this last week. We did. Like we, did. Yeah, we, yep, yep, yep. we were right on the precipice of the voting. So, yeah. Okay. I don't know if we've gotten a uh, resolution on that yet. Um, they did vote to move it forward. So, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah this says so, advances. Yep. So I read this wrong. Yeah. 
So yeah, um, that's one of those where it's, you know, we as humans don't necessarily do what's in our best interest. Um, and some people are going to call this government oversight or uh, overreach. But um, for me, we have made uh, sugar too cheap. Yep. Sugar, like, because it's really hard to get, you know, if you want your kale smoothie, you're going to pay through the nose. You want to have just what's a, you want to just gnaw on sugar all afternoon. Cheap, cheap, cheap. I mean, sugar used to be insanely expensive. Uh, vegetables cheap. I would say the way around because it's uh, subsidies and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, it's, it, it's pushed back against that. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see how this all goes, but uh, the money should be used to, to help um, programs that, um, you know, help with health, health equity. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Health and, and, you know, Boulder's been very successful about raising some money there. Yep. So I trust we will also receive the same success. Um, the best of Boulder, uh, Boulder Weekly does this whole best of Boulder thing. There's voting right now. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, I think it's somewhat of a popularity contest, but on August 21st, 22nd through September 19th, you can vote on your best places, you know, on, you know, either East County, Boulder, uh, East County is kind of Longmont is in that. And so mm -hmm. people can vote for their best coffee places, restaurants, whatever. And so, you know, restaurants and, and others actually see a nice bump when, when they're, actually nominated or they win best of so um, yeah pretty cool um you know and they used to have a long ago they used to have like a, a public component and i always thought that was fascinating where you could kind of write in a vote and they would just tabulate those and see what the most popular places were scooby-doo so, or like that's know, right that's right. All, all the stuff that people love to do, thinking that they are the height of height of <laughs> hilarity and comedy itself. Be like just like grumble, grumble, throw this out. Um, so it looks like there's like some sort of conflicting stuff with this whole uh, license plates and tolls and stuff. Um, just to clarify, since you know we were we were a bit harsh last week, um, it looks like the cities like the the tolls are all paid for. Um, the city said, okay, so if if, if you didn't know, if you listened last week, basically. Um, someone from the Longmont police force took a plate from the evidence locker, I think, and then, uh, put that on the, their undercover car, racked up a bunch of tolls. It won oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a yeah. different woman's name yeah. to the tune of $1,600. She was, uh, more or less, you know, like not in great shape. She had some back surgery and stuff. She couldn't afford to pay it. She couldn't get some, uh, like license renewal or something else that had been going on. She was really struggling because of it. The city has gone back and paid it. Why it wasn't paid, you know, months ago when it first started, nobody really knows. Um, I don't know if it's bureaucracy or something else. Um, and they said, like, it, it's been a bit conflicting saying that, um, you know, it, it was policy to be able to do this, but also they're kind of alarmed that it happened. So, you know, they've they've taken steps to rectify it. Um, you know, the, the details to me are they're all written out in a couple articles, but it's it's a little hazy in terms of what um, what this all would actually mean. So, um, and there's been some tweets about it and stuff. I don't want to get too, um, editorial on it myself. Um, but so Mitchell Byers, who tweets, um, about Longmont said, the they updated the policy in the fall. Longmont police said at the time, the practice had been in place for many years. The sergeant followed the protocol and do not know why an internal memo described his actions as very alarming. So yeah, weird. Uh, just kind of weird. I don't know. It is just, so, just one of those weird things that happens. And, you know, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to minimize it, but, you know, it's kind of right. one of those odd, weird, just bizarre instances that happens. And I'm yeah, sure and they have firmed things up. So the policy changes. So I, I hope so. Again. I mean, I've, again, I've overall been quite pleased with the way that things have gone forward, at least yeah. for me in Longmont yeah. in terms of yeah. uh, how the police force has been managed. 
Um, and I'm hoping that the new chief of public safety continues and improves the city because I, I love Longmont. But, um, you know, it's one of those things where if there's something that's not right, I don't want to get overly angry. Yeah. You know? yeah. I just like to see things corrected and, and made sure that people are taken care of in our fair city in the future. So along those lines, I would say, here's my deep thought for the day. So I have a question for you as a relative newcomer to the town, city, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, is Longmont changing too gradually or not enough? In other words, I mean, too quickly is what I was going to say. Sorry, too quickly oh, yeah. or not enough. So are you you're, you want to look at this through the, the lens, the eyes of a newcomer? Yeah, because I'm yeah. always curious to see what you think. Do you think it's... It's changing too quickly, not enough, or what? Would I mean, like I've been here for the better part of a decade at this point. Yeah, I know. I, I moved here in thirteen, so yeah. I'm not that much. Okay, well covered. then you're old. Let's go get something new. So right, we let's gotta, see, caller, gotta... you're on the air. <laughs> oh, first, first time caller, long time listener. Um, but you know, for me, I think that all the development is extremely exciting, and it's been really fun to watch and really exciting. And then, in the last six months to a year. I've really started to go, holy cow, like a lot of the stuff that I thought was, you know, like areas of town that were maybe underutilized and, and probably, let's be honest, a bit underappreciated um, are, are going to be developed. And I'm not entirely sure how I feel about it anymore. I know that there's been a lot of issues with water and water rights, and I've got a little thing about that for later. Um but oh, stay tuned for water law with Brady. Go ahead. Well, no. so what, what it said basically <laughs> is um, a lot of the creeks in the area are only running with water because people overwater their lawns. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of like, oh, wow, that's actually kind of alarming because we are like our aquifers have a finite amount of water and um, we, we should be very respectful of the fact that we live in a desert. And I have a lawn and yeah. I water it for yeah. to, to, to yeah. be fully yeah. transparent. So it's yeah. a bit hypocritical for me to say it. I do want to do some xeriscaping hopefully next year. But you know, I don't have it now. So it's a bit hypocritical for me to say like, oh, well, you know, it's just, you guys shouldn't be doing that because that's, I mean, I, I'm falling victim to this trap, but I bought a house with a lawn and that's what you do. So um, we've got all this development. If you keep putting more people in and we're not smart about how we manage our resources, particularly here, particularly on the mountain West and further West, where it is very arid and we don't yeah. respect that um, with climate change and now what they're calling the climate crisis, um, that could be a big deal. And so I, I'm looking at it going, gee, you know, like we, we're not being smart enough as we do this. A lot of times our public transit isn't good enough to handle all of this. You know, we've got a lot of cars. We've seen with the haze that's existed for the last couple of years. And I'm going, you know, I, I don't mind if more people move here. Um, I have no claim to the mountains. They are not mine. I can grouse if the parks get too busy and I want to go there. But I, they, they are a shared space. It's the tragedy of the commons, I guess, you know, where you have, you know, too mm. many people on the um but it is what it is um and so i i really enjoy that but there's areas say down by the the pot shop where there's sort of those open areas and they're talking about developing that so you're and, saying so is be specific for people on the on the listening okay. end so so if you are on uh Su- sunset street and there's a pot shop there um there's an area right there to the north of that pot shop called native roots there's an area just to the north of that there's a i think it's a disused sort of commercially industrial yeah. building yeah and they're talking about redeveloping that into a um, an apartment complex slash mixed-use space, which seems intelligent. We have to have more places for people to live, work, and play, again, for our uh, city because we have a lot of great things. But it's expensive. So, But it's going to be right on the creek. And then you're going, well, right now in the creek, there's not much there. It's it's more open. It's more nature And so if you're walking it, it would be nice if that was left 
less developed because it's not undeveloped. It's just less developed. But if you have a small tower block, yeah, then it's going to become more developed. And I have mixed feelings about that now. Um, as you think about it, because all of the space that's left is, is getting infilled. And while there's an excitement to that, you watch your home prices go up, you watch a new taco place open up, um, all of these amenities um, come with, there needs to be an intelligence that comes with it. And so do I think things are changing too fast or not fast enough? Like, I don't have a strong opinion on that. It, it is what it is. What I think is more important is to look at things strategy-wise for the long term and say, what do we have? What do we need in order to keep this place somewhere that we want to live? So then that goes to my second part of that question. Like, what would you like to see then? I would like to see it. um, I mean, I would love to see robust, robust uh, investment in public transit. Yeah. Because basically what happens with the ozone, I learned this just recently, is that as um, volatile organic compounds come out of the, the gas pump, which is what gasoline is, it's a VOC. Uh, it comes out and it splashes around and sort of goes up into the air. You never get all of it in, um, in spite of the new regulations with you know fancier little spigots <laughs> and shit. Um, and then, whoops. Oh, explicit okay. podcast. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, we're gonna have to label this one. It's getting really technical about it. <laughs> I've been really good. I think it's the first one. Eric, Eric, Eric I'm a little goes, late on the button. Sorry. Goes to be in real life, and I'm I'm not <laughs> sorry. It improves sorry. ratings. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. But they they then mix with um, nitrous oxide. I believe that comes on the tailpipe. And they mix together and the ozone is free and it goes up in the air and it causes a big haze, which is also not very good for your lungs. Add in the wildfire smoke from everything being too hot and dry all the time. And it becomes a very rough place to be in the summertime. There's no big, beautiful views of the mountains. You have to have AC now because it's so hot. So the, like, the landscape's changed a lot. And I think that we need to put measures in place to be uh, thoughtful about what we have in terms of natural resources and to, like, and to protect them. There's a saying that goes, um, we do not inherit the planet from our fathers or, you know, our parents, we, we, we borrow it from our children. Yeah. And I think that by yeah. and large, we, we don't act that way. I think that we yeah. should, I think that we should, even if it's more expensive to have a train, if that is less, if that's less taxing on the environment and allows us all to enjoy it and have better air for ourselves and for our children to breathe. I think that that's, so then that's for the you, your, your probably your angst, if you will, would be like, Hey, uh, mass transit, bicycles yeah alternative transportation of the automobile and you know i can't tell you how many times uh you know jacob my son says the same thing when he's down here it's just like i would yeah. love to see the traffic just alleviated you know yep. and just yep. make it much more pedestrian friendly yeah and, and green energy i mean we have the capacity to to just to, to to have and to store enough yeah. solar energy here we, we have that it's just a matter of are we willing to pay for that yeah. and obviously we're not um and so as someone who is i mean you know younger young young ish um he's younger yeah i mean it's you know um but it's it's one of those things where i go what are we gonna what are we gonna have left for the next generation and and the generations after that um because we could have plenty and i worry that we won't have enough and i worry that particularly in areas like longmont and downstream of us where things are like the colorado river being so dry this year uh you just worry about water and where people are moving and mm-hmm. how we're taking care of those resources um, as we expand. And we, we need to be thoughtful about that. And that's that's the thing that I worry about the most in terms of, of Longmont growth, because if the population is just kind of moving around and people say like, we love these things, we'd love to, I think it's, we're growing and, and changing plenty fast. I mean, there's there's so much happening. We just have the beer garden open, yeah. uh, new restaurants and stuff. I'm That's enough for me. 
but I think that we're not we're not necessarily keep it the same. No, yeah. I don't want I don't want anything new. I will tell you though that if we go to green cars and alternative modes of transportation, Brady and I will have nothing to complain about with the you know loud cars or the glass pack mufflers. Right. I mean, it would just be right. sad. We won't be able to have this podcast anymore. No, we would just so, two yeah. men. We we'll, we'll just yeah. have to like explicitly yell at clouds. Well, to like find something else. Like, did you see how misshapen yeah. that cumulonimbus was <laughs> last night? So hey, well, I appreciate your fe- I appreciate your feedback, and I think I, you know I've heard from a lot of people that kind of express the same thing that they they're really excited about some of the growth, but they also just are really worried and maybe a little nervous about, you know, just the impacts to the environment. That's the yeah. thing. And I like the, there was some, some legislation that's come up recently and I can't remember where exactly this was. There's places that have passed something similar where, oh, this was in California. They were talking about doing this. They're talking about eliminating single family homes, basically as zoning. Like wow. it's just too expensive. And so yeah. duplexes or, or greater on property. Yeah. And that's sort of the European model, and you can have enough population density to make some of these these features, uh, mass transit and stuff, make sense. I do think it's bicycle use. I do think it's funny. We watched. I think I told you we have that. We watched this show called Escape of the Country, mm-hmm. and I always laugh in Britain like they call it somewhat detached, but basically it's an attached unit to another mm-hmm. house, mm-hmm. and they call it semi-detached, which I just think is such an enduring name right right what turns out to be a duplex or whatever and i just think it's cool i lived in what we would probably call a row house and that was a standard middle class thing to do yeah yeah. um we heard the person who lived below us his name was tony he was a really nice guy he was in his 50s early 60s something like that really nice guy um rented us out the like an upper flat upstairs apartment whatever you want to call it and it was fine. I heard him listening to his, his radio once in a while, and that was kind of it. Um, the walls, the way that they laid them out, the entry corridor always buffered between you and the next door neighbor. So you had like this really big corridor between you know your next door yeah. neighbor's yeah. bedroom or kitchen or whatever it actually would have been. So that it really wasn't too big a deal, and it was a nice place, and you had a little garden space, and um, they had bicycle paths to bike to the the Heva, the grocery store. Uh, the big there was the big one. We had the, the big Heva. Um, and that, that worked pretty well. I liked that. The grocery store was close. Amenities were close. It was a tightly packed city. And when I came back, I was astounded at the fact that this little town was the same size as this sprawling town that I grew up in. Like, it was the same amount of people in the town that I grew up in. It was many miles long. This was just, you know, it was a mile or two long. And that was it. And yeah. everybody, you know, there were tower blocks and there were there were dense houses. And you could just get on the train. And you could go to downtown Munich if you wanted in a couple minutes. Yeah. Because it's German and the train's went on time. Yes. Um, yes. But it was it was, um, it was was an interesting experience and very edifying. Um, and we came back and the first thing we noticed is like, oh, my God, look how big the roads are. Look how big the cars are. And it was just like, you can't, and the joke that the Europeans would have is that you can't cross the street without a car in the United States. <laughs> That's so true. And it's it very, because so if you're at, you know, if you're, if, I mean, imagine you're at um, in the interlock and loop and you're down at the mall or something, you want to cross the street for something. And it's like yeah. eight lanes of traffic, four lanes of traffic. You, you don't want to do that. No. Um, in Europe, basically you can, you can cross the road most yep. anywhere. And that's, to me, that's one of the big hallmark distinctions between what I would like to see in growth versus what we actually get. Yeah. The epitome was a couple of years ago, I stayed in downtown LA and just that whole song walking in LA by missing persons is so true. It just cracked me up because the idea of like trying to get to this one part, I had to cross a highway and trying Mm -hmm. to navigate around that. Mm -hmm. 
was so ridiculous. I mean, it literally was just another two blocks I was trying to get to, and I could yep. not. I had to figure yep. out a way to get across the highway. It is well, such the weirdest place in the world. I mean, it really is the epitome of car culture. So. Yeah, and it that to me is kind of tragic because the the cars are they enable us. They've enabled us to do so much. But at the end of the yeah. day, like roads, I think like there's highways and there's roads, and there's actually an interesting thing called strong roads. Um, I'm trying to think of the. Oh, I'm trying to think of the guy who did it. He had a, a YouTube show, and he's called, talking about. And he calls it Strodes, where it's this mix of of highways and and roads. And it's like when you mash that together, it doesn't work because you, like, if you have a a road that goes through the center of a a town, that's a place for people. That's a destination. It should be onerous for people to drive through that place. Yeah. yeah. Um. Because that's a place for people. But if you have a place that's meant to drive through to get somewhere else, then that's a whole other. That should be a different type of design. And we don't have that, but like the Netherlands does. Yeah, and you know you have these robust, um, and that's what this is like the fundamental issue when you have a discussion about Main Street in Longmont, because if you go into any discussion that happens in the subreddit about what Main Street should be, um, it is very much either or, and it is 287 is a major highway. It's how I get home. You have to keep that in mind. And then somebody else says 287, like Main Street is where I go to have a drink at the end of the day, or that's where I want to go to have date night with my wife. Um, so close it, basically make it pedestrian, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. funnel traffic around, yeah. uh, make yeah. it really slow, put speed yeah. bumps up, make it single yeah. lane, you know, like that type of thing. And the, the vitriol between those two camps is, is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And I would definitely lean more in the slow it down. It's, it's, it's my, it's my town. This is a place where, where people go, but, but as a caveat to make it so that the people who need to get home somewhere else have a way to do that with them. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's, I just clear. feel like you're going to launch into a Bruce Springsteen uh, right. uh, song here right now. But anyway, uh, probably my little town by Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. <laughs> my little town. No, so, so on the segue of water though, real quickly, I, I appreciate you answering that question. I was just really curious, but on the topic of water, I do want to mention that we're seeing some really pretty sad trees in the, the hell strip between the sidewalk and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the streets. And I just really want to remind listeners to go out and water those trees. I know yeah. people say, Oh, it's city property. And I'm just like, we love our tree line streets, you know, in the yeah, summer they do. can get really stressed and, in the winter, they can also be stressed if they don't have enough moisture. But if we really want to protect the way those trees look and how right. they thrive and how they grow and such, we really got to water them. So. Because, I mean, to cycle it back, most of the trees that we've planted were not designed to to grow here. I well, mean, some honest. of them some of them definitely are, but it just depends on, you know, the other thing, too, is that they provide shade. They provide yeah. carbon sequestration. So, I mean, to lose the trees would be really a To lose the trees, no matter no matter or not if they're, if they're native or not, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it would be tragic. So yeah. I agree. And I know that trees don't live as long in uh, urban settings as they would if they were out in the wild yeah. because it, yeah. they are just more stressed. So by all means, yeah. do go. go if they're running the free, as Brady says. They yeah, do out there yeah. with the, the Entmoot. Uh, I feel like I just want to launch into Born Free right now. So anyway. Born Free. <laughs> all right. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, I've got a couple of events, but another thing I wanted to mention, I was reading the Boulder Weekly about this really fascinating um there is a restaurant in like near Lyons and it's next to the U pump at gas station. You and it. it is Massimo El Vittorio Cucina Italiano. And I'm really butchering the name, Yeah, but 
the sure person are. who reviewed it. I know I'm not Italian, so if all the Italians <laughs> can reach out to us, a side dish long, Monticelli. Yeah, you want to send us oh. in a sound clip of how to say it? That's right. No, yeah, we'll exactly. You know, why don't you do that? Um, but it is right next to the youth pump it. And this gentleman really gives it high remarks as far as they do pizzas. They also do a, a carbonara pasta and some mm-hmm. other pasta dishes. I mean, I just think it's fascinating how these little things just spring up and we have, we have so many really cool things like this yeah. that are kind of unknown. And two guys decided to do this and launch it right next to probably one of the weirdest locations, but apparently mm-hmm. the food is excellent. So I just, Appreciate everybody to go out there if they want to and check it out. Let us know what you think and certainly correct my Italian. But uh, <laughs> yeah, can't get much worse. Uh, that's right. Can't get any worse. That's for sure. Um, let's see. That long, is... long, long Oktoberfest was rescheduled due to coronavirus. Yes, concerns. exactly. In multiple yep. days, right? Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. I like, okay, I don't know. I don't really know when the venue, where, where was it going to be? It was going to be Roosevelt Park and now it's going to be okay. at the Beer Garden. Okay. So part of it is the Boulder County health regulations for COVID. So sure. yeah. Yeah. I do love the idea of having an actual beer garden run, you know, Oktoberfest. I think, no, I think it's a, cool. It's, yeah. it's a cool venue for it because I've been to actual an actual Oktoberfest. <laughs> they can get wild. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and like, like sort of puking behind the table. Wild, yeah, exactly. Know, like, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm not seeing we need that here, but no, um, the beer garden scene is pretty cool and it's, it's very cool to have a, a local institution doing it. So they're moving it to September 22nd through September 26th at 1245 Boston Avenue at the garden, yep. a new outdoor, a new outdoor space just east of left hands tasting room in Longmont. And I, you know, I got to see a little peek in there, not much, but it does look very cool. So I think that that should be. Because I am planning to venture there this week. So I will have a firsthand report. So awesome. pretty excited. Uh, yeah. Of note is that proceeds from the event will support a woman's work, uh, a Longmont nonprofit organization that provides financial support to help meet the immediate needs of women in the St. Brain Valley. Yep. So there you go. That's pretty cool. Um, it is. It is very cool. I like the fact that they're still going to do it, but they're going to do it over at the, the beer garden. So And, and like. This is another one of those where I'm conflicted. I think that that is just a really cool place to have that venue. And I think as Boston Avenue continues to grow, like there's going to be some neater stuff that even shows. Oh, up I think it's, yeah, it's going to take off. I mean, it's just, yeah, it'll be really fascinating to see what happens. Because um, if you, if you like, if you don't know, we're talking about this development in this, uh, this place near the pot shop, but across the street from there, they're talking about putting in another mixed use yeah. Um, building and th- like this is all we'll see as we've talked about and stuff uh, in the past like we get hyped for it i think it's exciting or interesting and then it doesn't it doesn't show up but there's potentially two like rather large apartment complexes going in, in that same area between there and downtown boston street's the main thoroughfare we've had phil greenwald from the city on before and he said hey we're thinking about opening up boston street to go all the way to main street yeah. so that could just be like this straight conduit of like hipster bars and cool like there's yeah. i mean a lot of like auto shops and um just the batting cages and stuff down there now but potentially um it could be it could be pretty wild so interesting it could be interesting. And, you know and i think that the left hand has certainly uh dove into that as yeah. far as like you know creating that that outdoor space as well yep. as you know all the mitigation that's going around the river too as well it's going to help kind of fill some of that stuff in um let's see the ag agricultural heritage center 
mm-hmm. at 8348 Ute Highway, that's mm-hmm. on uh, Highway 66, up, up is north. having the fun on the farm event. So bring your three to six-year-olds to the farm to learn about animals, plants, and ag life. Cool. Programs include a short story time, hands-on activities, and take-home craft. Afterwards, explore the farm. Children must be accompanied by an adult. And this is happening. This is the Pioneer Life Experience, early 20th century farm life, Friday, September 17th. 9 a.m. to 10, 15 a.m. And then they're also doing worms, the herd below ground on Friday, October 8th. Cool. So I, did you know that there are domesticated and imported worms? I had no idea. Most <laughs> of the worms you have in your garden are, are imported. I had no um, idea. No, I guess. Yeah, they're I European, European ground worms. I had no idea. Yeah. I thought they were always like native worms. but Colonizers. Yeah, um, yeah who knew? I didn't. That's, that's crazy. And then I also have the vintage baseball game over at Walker Ranch Homestead, September 26th, noon to three. Um, some of these some of these terms just crack me up. Baseball was two words um, back yep. uh, using 19th century game rules. Those watching the games are cranks, rooters, or bugs. Players are ballas. A hurler pitcher pitches yep. the ball to the behind or catcher. No gloves or helmets are worn. And a cloth ball and cloth bases are used. Yeah, and it, they used to be, if you had a glove, it used to be called sissy stuff. <laughs> I'm no joke. I did a report on Lou Gehrig or something at one point. I said, that's sissy stuff. Um, I just think it is so weird. Did they like throw the ball at people back? I want to oh, say I in the 19th remember. century, like in the early days, they'd throw the ball at people, like to get uh, them out. It wasn't like until later where <laughs> they actually caught it and tagged them out. It was like, Ow, let's just chuck it at some dude and yeah, get him out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Headshot. Sorry. <laughs> Doink. So uh, I know upcoming. Okay, well, uh, sorry, right, bit no, more, no, no. Go ahead. That's that's what I have. They're also doing. They're also doing another virtual meeting. This is tonight. That's probably what you hear about it. But they're talking about the bikeway project between uh, Longmont and Boulder. Um, oh, nice. So they're they're Lobo, doing another thing yeah. about that. Yeah, the Lobo, and they've got a bunch of concepts and stuff that will run through the middle and on the side, and uh, it looks like it could be cool. I'm with this. Um, it's one of those for me, wait and see things because it could be designed very well where you feel protected from traffic and it's like a nice quiet thing to do, or you could just feel like you're stuck between the, the uh, you know, both sides of the highway with people screaming by and it gets really loud. Um, so there's that. And then we'll stoke the fires because Uh-oh. Uh-oh. the RTD board has okayed, uh, $8 million to study the plan for the scaled back Boulder Longmont trains. So this would be, I think the B train again, talking about this um and there's it's just this and this is one of those that really gets my goat um you know because i've been talking about all of the the need for better transit and stuff and if you've been on 119 the diagonal it's it's abysmal particularly at peak times and they're talking about how it'll be 2050 and cost 1.5 billion dollars to do the actual proposed thing from 2004 and i find that to be very tragic um because i could see myself riding the train um it it just Kind of. Well, I mean, I mean, it's we're so far behind in the United States as far as trains, and it yep. just really is tragic. And yep. you know, and I, I'm all for America, but uh, look around people and look at what other countries are doing as far as train travel. It's amazing. Yep. Because I think Boulder doesn't Boulder double every day in size because people commute in. Yep. And, um, yep. It's like, yeah, you got uh, hundred thousand people commuting to Boulder every day. Yeah. Probably we should be thoughtful about how we're doing that. But yeah. Um, yep. Right now, it's it's just like most places in the U.S. Get in your car and go. That's right. So. Yep. Yeah. All righty. What else you got? Oh, let everybody, go? let everybody go. This oh. is running long, isn't it? Jeez. Oh. 
Sorry, everybody. Uh, we're not. Long. I was we're proselytizing good. about it's my because he was he was like explicitly cussing on the air. So yeah, he got now. me first time in 100 episodes or whatever. <laughs> hey, as always, we thank Andy Epler for our intro music. Uh, reach out to us at side dish longmont at gmail.com. Let us know how we're doing, uh, where we messed up, what you think about uh, my Italian, uh, whatever you like. Uh, also, uh, find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find their pod content. Tell others about the show. Let us yeah. know you enjoy it too. I tell them good stuff about the show. And this is Longmont's own Antonio Lopez flying like a bird. Thanks, Brady. Thanks, Eric. Just fall A loft wings so backs I heard a voice calling I rose up to the sound A calming mystic round Thought I was flying like a bird Leaping through the photos Getting down flat feathers Come and eat.